This is Millennially Speaking, a podcast about politics, pop culture, and everything in between. I'm David Latimer, and my co-host, as always, is Cheryl Boyer. Hi, how, how are, are you? you? Good, how are you? I'm excellent. <laughs> so, uh, biggest news story, I know... Uh, this was last week, but unfortunately, we taped these shows on Tuesday, and the news was not kind to us. Um, we have to talk about Michael Cohen. We have to. Uh, his congressional testimony, which was last Wednesday, so unfortunately, we just missed it. I wouldn't say there was any new information necessarily revealed. Uh, to me, it felt a lot more gossipy than anything else. It was more information confirmed that we uh, knew. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was. I, I mean, it was kind of it was kind of the same kind of partisan like. Whatever he says, Democrats automatically already believe that and Republicans are already going to say it wasn't true. So, I mean, there were there were a lot of takeaways from it. One was that uh, Trump had threatened his high school so that his SAT scores wouldn't be released. How bad must they have been to do that? I don't I don't know what the point of that was. The fact that it worked. Yeah. Like how like that is. Trump is, he is exercising his power. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, I'm not surprised, but I'm just still confused. Like, I don't know presidential candidates or, or people in power like that. I find out their SAT scores and I'm, that doesn't tell me anything about them other than like, maybe they were really bad and that just indicates something worse. But exactly. Um, that was weird. Talking about Trump had an affair with a porn star, but lied to Melania about it. One of the the sound bites that uh, Michael Cohen had said. He had said that um, he asked me to pay off an adult film star with whom he had an affair and lied to his wife about, and he did that. Uh, and he says, lying to the first lady is one of my biggest regrets. Mm. <sighs> okay, but Stormy Daniels, like, she didn't know. You, like, she didn't know. Uh, so for me, parts of this, I kind of have to, like, do you believe Michael Cohen or do you not? Because yes, he did lie to Congress and now he's back talking to Congress. So it's one of those things that they all day, the whole thing was Republicans trying to discredit him uh, because of that. Uh, I get it though. But at the same time, this time was different than last time. And he even said that he said at that time I was working for Trump and I was doing my job, which was to protect Trump. And he's like, I'm here now and I'm not protecting him anymore. And then we also, he stated that he was like, I, if I was lying to you guys, I wouldn't have spent the past few weeks gathering, like, empirical evidence, like, gra- gathering this proof to bring here to you guys. And I think that was kind of what, like, solidified it for me, where I was like, okay, like, you still going to jail. Well, it's true. He did bring um, copies of the checks that were basically the reimbursements to Michael Cohen regarding the payment to Stormy Daniels. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of hard to, to know about his credibility because... Yeah, he was lying for Trump, and and you can attack that. But it, I think it could also be argued potentially he was embellishing or lying now to protect himself. So, and I think that's what some people are trying to say. I again, I don't yeah. know if it'll it'll actually stick, but that is the angle that they are going: is that he is a a serial liar and only will you know he'll he'll lie to benefit whatever he needs to benefit and to benefit himself i don't know it's just weird inside like this time for me felt more sincere Mm -hmm. and either way i do think that he deserves his full jail time whether he cooperates or not i don't think that he should it should get reduced you Mm -hmm. knew what you were doing and you're just sorry you got caught Uh, well that's definitely it's he's he's just mad he got caught something again this was one of those like we already kind of knew this but he kind of confirmed it um 
Trump never thought he'd win the primary or the election and that he ran to build his brand and not to run the country. Mm. We kind of saw that coming and there was actually some reports um, sort of in the run up to the election and to election day that should Trump lose, there was some speculation that he would start his own conservative media empire like start some kind of like fox news knockoff kind of thing but wait were you surprised when cohen he told everyone and even i forget which congressman it was but he did mention cohen said that trump running for president was his idea who michael cohen said michael cohen said that in the middle in his testimony and then i forget which congressman it was but he said um that's the first time i'm ever hearing this Mm -hmm. but if you go back to roger stone roger stone Discussing things in the late 80s of how he always wanted Trump to run for president. Yeah. Roger, or, yeah, Roger Stone was big on his campaign. So right. I was a little confused by that. But um, Cohen was the one that said that he started the campaign. He was he was the original. He did. That's yeah. right. He did. He did start that um, almost like a joke website of should Trump run. But um, they said they even faked those numbers as well. Right. Which that was the other thing that they revealed is there were a lot of rigging of uh, online polls. Which... Yeah. They were calling professors of like high like what's it called universities and stuff Mm -hmm. and just rigging numbers speaking of roger stone there was actually um according to michael cohen there was a phone call uh from roger stone to trump Mm. that said uh julian assange was going to release emails from the dnc and that it would affect hillary clinton's campaign and trump said quote wouldn't that be great another thing is like why is trump so fond of discussing these personal details on speakerphone mm-hmm. with people in the in the oh, room yeah. like he is worse than moms in walmart that shop with their phone <laughs> on speakerphone like he is it's so That's bad a big pet peeve of mine uh, there there was a, a litany of other things that were discussed like that trump knew about the trump jr and jared kushner meeting with russians in june of 2016 at trump tower right. um that the trump tower Moscow negotiations were going on uh, during the the presidential election and Trump knew about them and was active in that involvement because he never thought he would win. So he thought he would just continue dealing with business as soon as it was over. Right. Um, Can we talk about Rashida Tlaib? Actually, yes. Can that, that was that was hilarious to me when she said what she said that um, she said some of her fellow colleagues mm-hmm. were using black people as props or people of color as props. Yes. She did state she was like, as a woman of color, you know, I'm offended by this, blah, blah, blah. And out of nowhere, we have Meadows come in there and start screaming back at her. He's like, I am offended that you would ever say this about me. And to remind you, she never mentioned his name. <laughs> and, and Elijah Cummings, the, the chairman, had to actually step in and, and fix all of that. Yeah. And, and there was the whole back and forth of I yield to the gentleman. And I, the, oh, my God. Uh, the whole, like, and I apologize He's to the. He's my best the, friend. Uh, He's my best friend. It, it got a little. It got a little much. It was much, emotional. But, it was kind of cute, though. Uh, I was like all interracial best friends. I don't know. Uh, what did you think about the whole thing? Because I know it was absolutely a mess, but how did you feel? Because I know you watched most of it, right? Oh, I was dedicated. Yeah. As someone that studies political science, I was in the gym. I was driving. I had this on audio, leaving mm-hmm. my classes listening to this. I think that this, like I said, I do believe this time was more sincere. Like I said, him bringing that evidence and that proof and being so willing to work with 
everyone and saying like, look, this is who this man is. And we have to remember that this is one of Trump's right hand man, right hand men. So it's like, can I trust anything that comes from this administration? The biggest thing that came out of this, I think, is that Michael Cohen has no direct evidence of Russian collusion. Right. So if they're looking for it from him. He's not the person. He's not the person that's going to find. So so he was not directly involved in any of that part. He had a lot more with internal affairs. Right. And he did all the. And that's the thing. Like I had said uh, in previous episodes, Trump is either going to take himself down or I think he'll end up being taken down by things that happened uh, with the Southern District of New York cases, Mm -hmm. like the campaign finance violations and all that stuff, which he cannot affect because it's a state uh, issue rather than federal. So. I don't really know what's going to come out of this. I don't think um, Michael Cohen's testimony or anything like that is going to be, you know, super important moving forward. I think mm-hmm. anything he said, Mueller already knew. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. There was no new information that was revealed. So Mueller's already he's like 10 steps ahead of this. He's he basically like, done oh, now. And yeah. There's already evidence that he's going to release his findings within the month. So uh, we'll I? see what comes out of it. But. I don't know. Can I just say my favorite quote from this whole thing was Go from Stacy Plaskett, who is the American, or I'm sorry, U.S. representative from the Virgin Islands. Hmm. And she said, thank God the Democratic majority can walk and chew gum at the same time. Because you Republicans got to get it together, bro. Next up, I wanted to talk about, as New Jersey residents, lifetime New Jersey residents. Yes. Um, Our whole lives. I needed to talk about this really bad. Is there such a thing as Central Jersey? This mystical, magical place somewhere between North Jersey and our South Jersey. Central Does Jersey? it exist? <laughs> Never heard of her. <laughs> Never, ever heard of her. No? Central? No. It's either you're from South Jersey or you're from North Jersey. Well, and that's that's another important distinction. There is a difference between North and South Jersey, I believe. Oh, absolutely. Right. So... Oh. So... Empirically, I, I have to, I always have to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I put it on Facebook. I created a poll for Facebook. Does Central Jersey exist or is there only North and South Jersey? And with 60 votes, it is a two to one win for only North and South exist. Yes. So 67% said only North and South. 33% said Central does exist. And they were probably all from Central. Which I had a few South Jerseyans and I had a few North Jerseyans in there. Um, and a few of those... Um, mythical centralites uh yeah that's mixed exactly in there uh are. but i had i had um a couple people comment one being my cousin she currently lives in this you know mystical <laughs> central jersey whatever that is monmouth county up. she had to specify monmouth county so if you're wondering monmouth is part of this uh fake place but she grew up in south jersey uh in gloucester county and she's visited North Jersey and she says they're definitely three separate places. Oh. I don't I don't see that being true, though, with the as if there's like a different culture or a different subsection of people from central Jersey. I don't know if that's true. Let um, me just say this. What? I always thought you knew when you were in South Jersey because you saw signs that said you're this many miles away from Philadelphia or mm-hmm. the beach. I know you're in North Jersey. If I see a sign that says you're this many miles away from New York City. Exactly. Well, I, I've asked people in the past, like, you know, does uh, central New Jersey exist? And people try to be like, yeah, yeah, of course it does. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. But when when I ask, uh, we're, or, or when you say, like, I'm going into the city, what is the city? 
it, if it's it, New York, it, you're a North Jerseyan. If it's Philly, you're a South Jerseyan. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, if you're going to the shore, if you're going down the shore, what is the shore to you? If any of you are like, oh, Seaside Heights, I'm like, ah, North Bye, Jersey. Bye, exactly. North Jersey. No. <laughs> Take your Jersey Shore. No, all like... you, uh, Seaside Heights, uh, even like LBI, like that North. Yeah, what's, what's Avalon? Uh, Avalon is, I would say, probably south because, like, more uh, it's, it's okay, like, yeah, it's like on the edge. Yeah. But like, I mean, there's a there's a clear difference between the north and the south. Well, yeah, I mean, we got Wildwood, Atlantic City, mm-hmm. Ocean City. Mm-hmm. Our beaches are better. Somebody made a good point uh, about this um, so-called Central Jersey. <laughs> uh, that you get both New York and Philadelphia TV stations. That is something I didn't think about. Um, that it's it's this magical place in between where uh, you'll get the feed from I did New York this. crossover and you'll also get the feed from Philadelphia. I did know this. I forgot about that. So that is that is kind of a, a magical place. But at the same time, like Jersey is such a great state because of like where we are located. Like we mm-hmm. do have you can get anywhere in the state under three hours i'd probably say two hours 45 minutes you can get anywhere that's why we lack hotels our Mm -hmm. hotels are by the beach because you can just get home so quick right so there actually was a segment on uh the late show about eight or nine months ago that it, it was back when uh governor murphy was on the show and also from jersey you know john stewart is from jersey yes um so they there was a segment is there a central jersey and what did our governor say? That's what I want to know. Well, first of all, John Stewart grew up in this fake place called Central Jersey. So he says it exists. It's only people that live there that say it exists. So Governor Murphy did not take a stance on sub versus hoagie, pork roll versus Taylor ham. That's another big He stayed thing. out of it? He, he didn't say that, but he did say that he's from Middletown, Monmouth County, which uh, he says that there is a Central Jersey. So... Uh, hashtag not my governor. I'm sorry. There is no <laughs> oh, Central Jersey. I mean, I'm a little disappointed in that. Like, come on, bro. You're our governor. It's and and they're two distinct places. There's not anything unique or special about the middle of the state. There, there is six flags. Ex- <laughs> like that's it. There's unique parts of both North and South Jersey in terms of climate. Like North Jersey generally had like they've got the more of the mountain ranges, which mm-hmm. is why we Wait. always get those states of emergency because Governor Murphy's looking at that forecast up north, and I'm like, we got rain, bro. That's like, what I'm saying. This like, last storm that we had this past week, we got literally rain the whole time. Yet up north, they got like covered. It, it was horrible. I was livid. I went to the mall, and it was closed. I don't know. Central Jersey does not exist. I know you are uh, in agreement with me, and Absolutely. I appreciate that because. Uh, Anyone that says otherwise is just uneducated. So educate yourselves, please. (laughs) The limit does not exist. So lastly, uh, I feel like we need to talk about the Momo challenge. Momo. So first of all, if anyone does not know what the Momo challenge is or what it supposedly is. Educate us. um, The Momo challenge was a, a viral game sort of. Um, that would be on like YouTube or, or things like that, where, um, basically it's trying to coax kids, young children into committing violence or killing themselves. Uh, and, and it specifically the, the one thing that it was is this, 
image would pop up. This really creepy bird lady thing. <laughs> bird lady. Yeah, with these really bug eyes would pop up and, and scare kids and try to use scary messages. And, and supposedly they were finding it on, on videos on YouTube and it was just uh, ingrained in these things. It was all over the news. It was every publication was, was warning of, you know, make sure your kids aren't, you know, check what videos they're watching because there might be parts of the Momo challenge. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it was all over the place. Every single news organization I was seeing was doing this. And turns out it's not a real thing. I knew it had to have been fake. No, there is no indication. Specifically, YouTube put out a statement um, that they said, we've seen no recent evidence of videos promoting the Momo challenge on YouTube. Videos encouraging harmful and dangerous challenges are against our policies. There is no evidence that this thing is actually real. It was just hyped there. in the media. I, you know what? I have a conspiracy theory against this. Really? I do. Do you want to listen to it? Sure. <laughs> okay. So we know how Trump always talks about fake news. Right. So what if this was his administration trying to bring some light back to his administration and they were like, see, you can't trust the media. Momo challenge was set up and blah, blah, blah. And now look at it. Conspiracy theory. Boom. All right. You can't have it both ways. Either Trump is an evil genius or he's a moron. But people are now like concerned because everybody just fell for this fake thing that didn't actually happen. And and there was like discernible like ways to prove this and to, to find out. And that was just to ask YouTube, to ask Google. Right. And there's it's like I looked through the whole thing. There is no evidence that this was a thing. Um, and it's making people like overly concerned and overly um, worried about what their kids are watching. I mean, is that a good thing? Like. I mean, if this was a tactic to get someone to, or get parents to be more active in their kids' lives, then yeah. But at the same time, this is dumb. And and this is just part of another sort of this craze of these internet challenges. Um, we've seen our fair share of those growing up I like in them. the internet age. I mean, you it had you had together. Yeah, we had like innocent ones like um. Well, I say innocent, but they <laughs> were also you remember like planking. Remember that. Oh my gosh, yes. And now I hate planking at the gym. <laughs> planking was fun. We had that. We had um, the cinnamon challenge. <gasps> did you do the, the cinnamon challenge at all? Okay. Um, I did the cinnamon challenge because I thought that cinnamon was going to taste like how it does on a cinnamon pretzel. No, cinnamon is disgusting. <laughs> and when I tell you that- Cinnamon tastes like cardboard. It tastes like death. Yeah. Okay, literally I choked and almost died. So, like everyone else on the internet did. <laughs> that was the point. And it was it was pretty tragic. And everybody was being surprised Pikachu when like <laughs> oh, cinnamon trying to swallow cinnamon, you can't swallow cinnamon, it's gonna make you choke. Oh. Swallows or tries to swallow cinnamon in a video. Shocked Pikachu. I know, like, but it, I have so many funny videos of my cousins and I doing it though, so <laughs> So did the rest <laughs> of the world. Um you remember the ice bucket challenge? Oh, guys, I want you to feel ALS. You know, that challenge really made me upset though. Because, I, uh, but get it, like, listen, so the challenge was supposed to be, I nominate this many people to do it. It's like three people. If they don't do it, they were supposed to um, donate money. Right. No one was donating. Right. It was Even like, the people that me... did the challenge were technically supposed to donate. Exactly. And yeah. it's supposed to be like a dollar and no one donated. Right. So I'm and... like, you're throwing ice. On... And I know like the ice is supposed to be how it feels to have ALS. Um, I find that insulting though. <laughs> it because, is. Because like the idea that. 
just a regular person without this horrible debilitating disease can just dump ice all over their body and ooh, now it's like I have ALS for three seconds. That's that mean. is insulting exactly. to those that actually suffer from ALS. I mean, uh, people had said at the time that oh well, it's good no matter what because it's it's raising awareness of the problem and and there are people donating money. Of course, that's that's of that's yeah, that's fine. But I think the idea that everyone's trying to make a difference is great but how much is too much yeah that the whole (laughs) argument that it makes you feel like you have als is just ridiculous Mm. um what other ones the mannequin challenge i did that when i used to work at armani exchange and that was so much fun (laughs) that's another one of those harmless ones it's just like everybody stand still do this thing and have this corny song play in the background speaking of corny songs the in my feelings challenge David, do you love me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It was cute. It was innocent until people were getting hit by cars oh, yeah, on the they were highway. Getting out the car and just letting the car go. Like that's not good. What else? Let's was see. There? So some of the more dangerous ones were the Tide Pod challenge. People are stupid. That made me so mad. You don't think they looked good? No, there's nothing appetizing <laughs> about a Tide Pod. And now I'm mad because when I go to the store, they're locked up. So I have to get someone with a key to come grab them. Don't eat Tide Pods. Just. Go back to fruit gushers, kids. Some of us are adults out here that just want to get their Tide Pods in peace. That's right. Oh, and the uh, the condom challenge. Do you know about the condom challenge? Snorting mm-hmm. condoms and having it come out the other side. Okay, if you snort condoms, you just need to sit in a hole for the rest of your life. I think we need to reform the sex ed I think curriculum. we need to. It's not to protect your snot. It's to protect you from STDs. So let's try again. Sex 101. So lastly, my micro-assessment for the week uh, is about the HBO documentary film Leaving Neverland. Uh, it premiered this past weekend. It featured uh, two men who say when they were, uh, one when he was seven years old, the other one when he was 12 years old, that they were uh, sexually abused by Michael Jackson. Um, these are not new claims by people. Like Other people have made these claims back uh, in the mid-90s. There was a settlement with uh, a boy named Jordan Chandler. Uh, And then in about 2005, I believe, there was another criminal case and he was found not guilty on all 10 charges. So this is kind of like one of those things that people had heard about twice in in the last 20 years. And I mean, it was it was a very hard to watch documentary. It was like the the things that they were saying were really, really horrible. It was very, very well done. I don't know if this is going to, you know, change any minds about michael jackson um and i'll ask you about that in a sec but it definitely puts some doubt in my mind so i don't know what do you think about do you think this is going to change any minds it's so sad because he's dead and if, if these accusations are true it's sad that these they were kids at the time had to go through that and now bring it into their adulthood but i could only imagine being young and seeing the person that hurt you is like famous and thriving and everyone's like I love him he could never do this and you know you witness the first case and he gets proven was he innocent in the first case or well in the the first case he didn't admit uh any guilt at all it was just paying off the accuser right and then the second one he was found not guilty on all 10 charges yeah so Um, it's like and they and and speaking of those two they actually testified in on his behalf and in you know defending him um, in those original cases and both for years denied the allegations that were being made against him. And they both said, you know, he never touched us. He never did anything to us. I think what's interesting and, and we'll see as we 
as this, you know, movie progresses and as more people see it, um, the Making a Murderer series on Netflix, I think that mm. changed a lot of minds and it actually ended up, you know, reopening a case. Obviously, we can't do that with Michael Jordan or Michael Jackson. <laughs> right. Michael Jordan, yeah. Michael Jackson because <laughs> he's Jordan dead. Michael Jordan alone. Yes. Uh, Michael Jackson because he is dead. Um, but it may change more minds. It may change public opinion because people sort of attach themselves to these really compelling people. Uh, d- these people yeah, and their, and their story because they were. They were very, very credible, I think. Uh, but anyway, uh, what is your micro assessment for this week? What do you have going on? So mine, once again, bringing politics into it. As always. As always. So Ilhan Omar, she mm-hmm. is a congresswoman from Minnesota. Yes. She had, she's in a little controversy. She's in a little trouble. Basically, she tweeted some anti-Semitic trash and the Republicans are really, really mad at her. And well, it, not just the Republicans, the Democrats are trying to against her too. They are, and Nancy Pelosi is really trying to defend her, which I love. Um, I do think that she was 100% wrong in her tweets. Once again, our politicians stay the flip off of Twitter. But basically, the Republicans are currently trying to get her. She's part of the Foreign Affairs Committee. They want her off the Foreign Affairs Committee, and they want her basically out of office. And um, the Democrats, we somehow formed this four-page resolution on basically how they're going to condemn her and yeah it's, to, it's not to a, just say like oh the the comments we don't agree with them like right that's all it's saying uh, but i it's, hate how government works <laughs> but it's it's weird because it's the republicans are like that's not enough like we want her gone and at the same time it's like i kind of see where they're coming from because democrats were so aggressive towards republicans when trump Trump is still tweeting crazy, but we were so aggressive towards Trump before he was even in office. And we were like, he needs to stay off of Twitter. And, you know, we were doing the same thing like as now we're like, we want him impeached. And she's kind of I don't want to say she's equal to Trump, but they both said some really bad things and they're on the same playing field right now. Mm -hmm. So I do understand both parties frustrations. Um but my question to you is, do you think that she should be kicked off the Foreign Affairs Committee? I don't know, because anti-Semitism is a really touchy subject in the mm-hmm. country and throughout the world, uh, because it is one of the sort of the oldest racist tropes that exists. The The anti-Semitic tropes that she has used in the past and, and the one specifically about um, how there's, you know, money involved with uh uh, the Israel foreign policy. Right. I mean, it it might be true. I mean, foreign policy and, and things are influenced by money, but it's the idea that she used these words that we know have, a, have an ugly past. Right. Uh, and have an ugly history. I don't know. This freshman class is dangerous. That's... I like it. These women are, um, they're not afraid. And that's, that's the cool thing about it. But at the same time, like I said, I do believe that she was wrong. Um, I'm going to start saying that. Hashtag speak it, don't tweet it. I like that. I like that too. Um, This is just one of those things where it's like, you were wrong and Now let's move on. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't think we need a resolution or anything like that. I mean, we didn't do all this when Trump was saying it. In honor of Women's History Month, each week in the month of March, we're going to end with a quote from a prominent women's rights activist. Think like a queen. A queen is not afraid to fail. Failure is another stepping stone to greatness. Oprah Winfrey. And that's all for this edition of Millennially Speaking. I'm David Latimer. And I'm Sherelle Boyer. You can find us on Instagram at millennially underscore speaking. 
And send us your comments or questions to millenniallyspeaking at gmail.com. That's M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L-L-Y speaking at gmail.com. We may even put some on the air. We'll be back next week.